Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. It is so great to have you again on another amazing Wednesday. My name is Peyton. Here we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and the lows of living a life for God. Today, we are tackling a big topic that can often come up in our thoughts as followers of Jesus. The big question is, can we lose our salvation? Once you are saved, can you lose the promise of eternal life? And is the promise of eternal life conditional? And real quick, I'm just going to tell you, as I was learning about this, researching this, I found out how many people, specifically around this topic, take Bible verses out of context and then in turn, it makes them very confused about this. And so I'm just going to leave a little public service announcement. Please read your Bible with context. Please read into the verses in the time they were made and the verses around them to really just help you understand or else you will be confused. This was a topic that popped in my head the other day actually, so maybe that's why God called me to learn more about it and share it with you guys today. I often think about who I'm going to see in heaven and then who I'm not sure about and if they'll be there and then I kind of get sad and upset and then I kind of just get really overwhelmed and like kind of panic over it for no necessary reason. Um, But I don't know, my heart's been heavy lately because of all the craziness and evil going on in the world. So these kind of thoughts have been normal for me. Uh, I'll tell you one thing to start out though. We complicate everything. Satan loves to fill us up with doubt, worry, false teachings. Because we're flesh, we're humans, we're like the kings and queens of overthinking. But you see, Satan, the enemy, thrives in that. But God is all about simple faith. We're told all the time to have a childlike faith. God's promises, God's truths, God's love are actually very straightforward, but... Like I said, us being of human, we just really love to just complicate things, question things, stress over things. Like, why can't we just settle in a simple written truth that God has for us and be like, cool, awesome, I believe it. I don't know. If you figured that out, tell me. (laughs) Tell me how. But I know in my faith, during my years of following Jesus, I've definitely questioned whether I can cause my salvation to be no more, that my actions, my sins, things like that can cause like my salvation to be taken away. So I definitely can't sit here and be like, ah, never thought of that because I definitely have. And I think it's kind of a normal thing to do because like I said, Satan brings doubt. So you're going to, you're going to question those things, but can our actions actually change that? Well, one amazing thing about God is he brings confidence and to even the weakest believers, even the people who know him, but they're like, eh, I've kind of dipped my feet into the whole faith thing, but I just don't know. I just, I'm worried about it. I'm scared. I just don't know. 
he even brings confidence to them. And if you're doubting things, he can bring confidence to you in that and he can give you rest in that. And we even see it in the example that we all know the story of Peter walking on water, walking to Jesus. The rough water made him doubt Jesus and brought fear. But Jesus was able to give him confidence by sticking at his hand and pulling him out of that. See, Peter turned his eyes from Jesus and allowed fear in. And that only happens when we turn our eyes from the one who holds our security. Which I was like, dang, that really, like, I needed to hear that right there. Let me just say it again. The only way fear can be let in is when we turn our eyes from the one who holds our security when we turn our eyes from God and if we look at Romans 8 38 through 39 a verse we all know a verse we all love (laughs) it says I even got it highlighted in my bible app because you know we know it um and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the power of hell can separate us from god's love love that i think the question of if my friend turned away from the church and his faith are they saved i think this question brings a bigger issue or idea i don't think your friend or whoever truly had a relationship with Jesus if they were able to turn away and like feel nothing. I don't think they were truly made new in Christ if they were able to turn away. Talking from my own personal experience and my faith and my relationship with Jesus, when you are made new, when you live for Jesus and your life reflects Jesus and you have a relationship with Jesus, I think it is almost impossible for you to literally pick up and leave, never talk to Jesus again, and be completely separated from him because you feel how amazing this is. You have a drive to share Jesus, to live for him, to make every decision with him that I think that is almost impossible. And hear me out. There is a huge difference between giving your life to Jesus and having dry seasons in your faith where... You'll go weeks without reading your Bible or you're having a hard time praying, things like that. There is a big difference between that because I've done that, we've all done that, and not having a relationship with him at all. Because I think if you had a relationship with Jesus to begin with, you have the Holy Spirit with you forever. You're saved. And if we look at Ephesians 1, 13-14, it says... And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. The seal is ownership. We are the Lord's, and we as believers are guaranteed that internal inheritance, and this does not come before we believe. We are God's children. We have been adopted by God. It is so beautiful, and the thing is, we are given the free will to choose to believe in God, to live that lifestyle, to become new, to accept that gift 
of salvation and eternal life. What, a, what I actually think a lot of people don't know and believe who are not followers of Christ is that Jesus died on the cross for every single person on this earth. He wants every single person, every single child of God to be saved and to have eternal life and be with him in heaven. But the thing is, we don't all accept that gift. And so that's the thing. It's not the fact that we lose our salvation. It's that most of the time people don't even discover it or even accept it. A lot of people walk around not even knowing God, not even knowing the <laughs> beauty, the peace, the rest, the hope, just all these amazing things that come along with following Jesus and becoming new that they're literally at the brisk. They're literally, literally able to have eternal life, feel the Holy Spirit, just feel, you guys know, you guys know this feeling. They're so close to that, yet they have given into their flesh. Either they have no idea Jesus is even a thing, which is, would be wild, which would be extremely sad, which means... Guys, us as kingdom warriors need to get out there and evangelize, but guys, hear what I'm saying. Like, Jesus wants every single person to be saved because they are saved. Like, Jesus died for their sins, yet they aren't accepting that. They aren't letting Jesus in, or maybe they don't even know Jesus at all, which honestly breaks my heart because I want every single person to be in heaven to feel God, to know God. Like, like I could get heated about this. Like, if you're a follower of Jesus and you don't want every single person to know Jesus, then, like, how? <laughs> how? But anyway, we'll get back on topic. I'm kind of rambling. Um, and what I was talking about earlier of people reading the Bible verses outside of context, a lot of people, when I was looking into this topic and researching this, get get really hung up on Hebrews 6, 4 through 6 and get really confused with that. So I'll read it for you guys real quick. And Hebrews 6, 4 through 6 says, For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are cru crucified once again the Son of God to their own harm holding them up to contempt. So basically here people are getting confused in thinking this has to do with believers, believers right now, people who have given their life to Jesus, that their salvation can be taken away, that when they fall away from it, then they cannot be restored again, that um, they cannot repent and be restored again. And basically, if you know what's really going on in this chapter and in this time, it's referring to... Uh, people who have been enlightened by Christ and have and knew the Holy Spirit yet rejected God, fell away from him in the sense of rejecting him, and in turn there is no hope for them. So in here it's saying, yeah, there's no hope for them to be saved because they have willingly 
turned away from God and rejected God. Not just, like I said, not like how we do sometimes where we're like, I'm just not going to pray today or read the Bible today because I'm feeling distant from God. That is not you rejecting God. We're talking about like literally being like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't believe in God. That's dumb. Like we're talking about serious, like turning away, falling away. And I think that's where people get confused and caught up. And once again, we're overcomplicating verses and things like that, which Satan just loves. So try not to do that. And then Hebrews 10, 26 also catches people up. Hebrews is just confusing, apparently. Ephesians 10, 26. And I'm not making fun of anyone that um, gets confused by verses, anything like that. It was just a common theme I saw around this topic, so I thought I'd clarify. Because yes, I also complicate verses, have a hard time understanding verses. That's why you need to re either read the whole chapter, look into commentaries, things like that. But anyway, back to Hebrews 10, 26, it says, For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. And this refers to another situation of deliberately rejecting Jesus. And this has to do with the Hebrew people who received the truth of God, once again were enlightened, they learned about him, they knew him, and they received that truth, yet they turned their backs, they willingly and deliberately sinned and went back to Judaism and their sacrificial systems. And I don't want to um, say that sitting isn't deliberate because sinning is all, always willfully done, but sitting is not deliberately rejecting Jesus unless because when we sin I think we know we're sinning and we're tempted and we fall to sin but when we're sinning we aren't literally throwing our relationship with Jesus out the window and being like I don't believe in Jesus anymore bye like we're talking about deliberate turning these people turned from Jesus back to Judaism and their sacrificial system so a big extreme and I'm not saying oh your sins okay and stuff like that but your sins are forgiven and when you have that relationship with Jesus and like I keep saying if you're truly living your life for Jesus you're going to go through that cycle where um, if you fall fall to sin then you're going to turn back to him you're going to repent work through that healing and hopefully not do that sin again these people didn't care about that and so our relationship with God is forever, but it's important to know that our behavior and our actions are constantly changing. So just because you forget to read your Bible, just because you fell into temptation again, doesn't mean you lose your salvation. It doesn't exactly work that way. We don't have to be perfect. We will never be perfect. We are flesh. Our flesh is evil. Uh, and we have to know that we can't save ourselves. The thing is, when you truly give your life to the Lord, you're made new and you're changed. We all know this. I've been saying this. You want to change your actions for the better. You have a drive to reflect Jesus in all you do. You want to share Jesus with others. You believe that Jesus died for your sins, 
you believe Jesus died for your sins, died on the cross. And like I said earlier, Jesus died for absolutely everyone to forgive the sins of everyone, past, present, and future. And we are all promised salvation. That is literally the most craziest thing ever. Honestly, it actually makes me so, so happy. But... No, our salvation is not conditional, but we can see ways where we can't be saved, and that is the deliberate um, willingness is to not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and to make fun of Him and to lie about Him and to hate Him, which basically hopefully none of you sitting here are doing but it's just kind of heartbreaking that not everyone accepts and receives the seal of the holy spirit the beautiful thing is we didn't earn eternal life if we had to earn eternal life i'm pretty sure nobody would have eternal life but with jesus we learn how beautiful it is that we can accept that gift and we can change our life there's another verse that I'm going to share again, um, just in case you guys go and research this and you also get confused, and that is Matthew 12:31. This is another verse that was uh, constantly brought up and confused with um, our faith today, and it says, Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. So this is when religious leaders at the time were saying that the work they saw Jesus do was of the devil. So they were denouncing the Holy Spirit's testimony and saying that it was work, the work of Satan. Which like, oh, I can understand why this is an unforgivable sin. And this is actually, as I understood, the only unforgivable sin of the Bible. And it's rejecting the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Now don't freak out. <laughs> if you have any desire in your heart to be close to Jesus and pursue a relationship with Jesus, then you are not committing the sin. Um, but it's when someone continues time and again to reject Jesus, and when Jesus is in turn led to reject them. So people will say bad things about Jesus, joke or use his name in vain, but something like that can be forgiven with repentance. Uh, those people can come to God and be like, I'm sorry God that I that I did that, that I was talking about you in this way, that I was using your name in that way, that can in turn be forgiven based on what I understood. But the difference is when your entire life and the way you're living is a rejection and mockery of Jesus willingly. That is what cannot be forgiven. So once again, it's something to not complicate and overthink. It seems pretty clear to me. I don't know what you guys think. Seems, seems pretty straightforward. So when I was doing my research, I stumbled upon a site called Back to the Bible, and they highlighted some truths about our salvation and God's promises. 
um, and they highlighted some different verses and things like that. So I wanted to just kind of read through them to leave this with you guys to um, give you rest in this. And here they go. The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him. And that is Deuteronomy 33:12. The Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Consider what great things he has done for you. And that is 1 Samuel 12, 23 through 24. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. 1 John 1, 7. And it makes us whiter than snow, and that's in Psalms 51.7. Your sins are forgiven, 1 John 2.12. Blotted out, Isaiah 44.22. Put away, Hebrew 9.26. As far as the east is from the west, Psalms 103.12. Into the depths of the sea, Micah 7.19. And those sins he will not remember, Isaiah 43.25. This chunk specifically kind of like made me go, whoa. How often do I hold my sins against me? When the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. How many of you are holding the weight of your sin still? How many of you are holding on to those sins that are in the past, that have been forgiven, that are blotted out, that are put away? That God doesn't even remember. That he doesn't even hold against you. How many of those are you holding against yourself? That you think are affecting your salvation. That you're living in this lie that Satan is holding over you. I need you to release that right now. Because you have been made completely clean. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1 Choose as in him, accepted in the beloved, Ephesians 1, 4, and 6. Complete in him. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1. Choose as in him, accepted in the beloved, Ephesians 1, 4, and 6. Complete in him, Colossians 2, 10. Bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord, 1 Samuel 25, 29. Members of his body, Ephesians 5, 30. Preserved in Jesus Christ, Jude 1. And shall not come into judgment, John 5, 24. Shall never hunger, shall never thirst, John 6, 35. Shall never perish, John 10, 28. Powerful. These are powerful people. We need to remember these when we are being tested by Satan, when we are living in that fear because we've moved our eyes from Jesus. We've moved our eyes away from him. We need to remember these things. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. John eight thirty six. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Romans 8, 2. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. I love this. I love this. 
to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests of his God and Father. To him be glory and dominant forever and ever. Amen. Revelations 1, 5 through 6. So to answer the question, you as believers sitting right here, you as new believers, maybe you're not even a believer, either salvation is waiting for you Jesus is waiting for you to answer him, to accept him, to let him in. He wants to give you that gift of salvation because guess what? It's already yours. He already died for your sins. He already washed you clean. He, he's already given you the seal of eternal life, eternal inheritance. Accept him. Let him in. Receive that gift. It's crazy. If you know someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, I don't know, share this podcast with him. Talk to them. Because we want to see everybody in heaven. I do. I really honestly do. And if you're a believer sitting here, know your salvation cannot be taken away. Unless you literally just decide to turn to Satan forever. Get rid of the Holy Spirit. Like... It has to be, it's like extreme, okay? As you, you've seen, it's really extreme because as a true believer, as a true follower, as someone who walks right next to Jesus, right with Jesus, with your hand in Jesus's, you have the Holy Spirit forever and you have eternal life. And... This is a lot kind of to take in and to soak in. And I feel like I've just been really, I don't know, even like yelling. But I had a fire for this. And and it really just comes down to believing and truly believing that your life has been saved. And you want to forever live a life for Jesus and to glorify Jesus. After that, there really is knowing going back. I mean, for me, I'm sold. Like, I'm here. For, I'm here. I'm here for life and beyond. I love Jesus with my whole entire heart. And... I just couldn't imagine, like, denouncing him and and things like that. But anyway, I invite you guys and I challenge you guys to go learn about this on your own, to reflect on this if you've been struggling with this, if you think that the sins you've done and things like that are are affecting your salvation, then I just challenge you to rest at Jesus' feet. That's what I learned this weekend with some uh, sermons that I listened to and, um, rest at his feet and let him pour those promises and loves and truths on you because you need to hear them but I'll just leave you guys in prayer dear Jesus I invite you into this space thank you so much for this platform that we can be with you today on this Wednesday thank you for the love you constantly pour into our lives thank you for this seal this internal seal of the Holy Spirit thank you for adopting us that we are your children thank you jesus for dying on the sin to wash us clean to make us new that we can live this beautiful life with you that once we're with you we're with you forever and just to truly truly have a relationship with jesus and with you i really don't think it's that easy to turn away i don't really think it's that easy to just get rid of you like that but I pray for those who don't know you, that you would move in their lives, that people around them would plant a seed, that they would accept you, that they would know that 
they are so deeply loved and I pray for those who are struggling with this that they think they their actions affect their salvation that you would just give them peace and comfort that nothing they can do can separate you from them and that you're, you will always uphold your promises and you are always with them. You are always there with an extended hand to give them confidence in their faith. And I pray that you just give each and every one of these beautiful people who are listening confidence this week to step out and um, evangelize even to get closer to you personally and to help others get closer to you. And I pray all this. I release all this. I trust you with all this and I love you so much. And I pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this episode and I will see, (laughs) I say that every time, I will be with you all once again next Wednesday. Bye everybody.